0: On this episode of Five Things, we're gonna take a look at the AJA Helo, a device that records and streams for your next production. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Five Things, a web series dedicated to answering the five burning tech questions that you have about technologies and workflows in the media creation space, plus tech stuff I dig and how it's used. I'm your host, Michael Thomas. A few episodes ago, I mentioned how I was looking forward to kicking the tires on the then new AJA Hilo. Well, here I am, courtesy of the fine folks at AJA. Let's get this review started. The AJA Helo, in a nutshell, does two distinct things. It records an SD or HD video signal, and also streams a signal to just about any streaming service you can find. Pretty simple, right? But before I get too much deeper, let's take a quick look at where the Helo may work for you in a production environment. Here we see a typical production setup. We have our cameras, and we have our capture device that takes in the cameras and other video sources. Next, we have the switcher which cuts between angles, adds graphics, and mixes audio. And now we have our streaming device to get out to the Internet. And lastly, our web host, or CDN, that takes our signal and shares it with the world. The Helo is that streaming device, and as an added bonus, can also be a recording device. Let's take a look at how the Hilo does this. First, the unit has two separate encoders. This allows the Hilo to encode the incoming signal in two discrete ways one as a local copy, and one in your streaming format du jour. This is pretty cool, because it means you're not stuck with an archival version that was optimized for live streaming. It can be recorded at a higher frame rate and frame size, so you can edit it after the event is over. This recorded copy can either be written to a local USB drive or RAID, to a network mount point, or even to an SD card. As the encoder is limited to H.264, and tops out at 20 megabits a second, all of these onboard storage methods provide plenty of bandwidth with which to record the incoming signal. Now 20 megabits is pretty cool, as it's a higher data rate than most portable encoders out there. Now speaking of the incoming signal, the Hilo has an SDI and an HDMI spigot, however only one of these can be used at a time. Aside from the embedded audio on these inputs, there is also an unbalanced 8th inch jack if we're into the second system audio kind of thing. The Helo handles signals at 2K at 60 frames a second, however it tops out recording and streaming at 1080p60. 60. 1080p60, 60. now this is really important. This means something, this is important. 1080p is often sought after for sporting events and gamers where higher frame rates and higher frame sizes are needed. Many other portable encoders in the market will top out at 720p60 or at 1080 with interlaced or slower frame rates. The Helo has the ability to stream to virtually any of the platforms you'd stream to, via RTMP and RTSP. RTMP will cover a vast majority of the popular CDNs, including YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. What the Helo does lack out of the box are pre-baked CDN presets. However, you can easily create these manually inside the box for reuse. Thus, you do need to understand what the CDN you're using is looking for. Luckily, a simple Google search for the RTMP settings for the popular platform you'd like are widely published. A few things you need to do, handy person. As the unit is new, firmware updates have been coming frequently. So go to the AJA website and download the latest firmware. With this being the IBC season, I'd look forward to new firmware. Also you'll want to download the AGA e-mini setup utility and install it. This will allow you to update the unit's firmware to get the latest features and bug fixes. Now, let's get the unit some juice with the included power supply and connect the supplied USB cable to the unit and plug the other end into your computer. Launch the setup utility on your computer and update the unit's firmware. Okay, now we need to get a signal to the unit via HDMI or SDI. If you're using this for streaming, this will come from your switcher's output, or even the output of your camera, if your production is more of a set-it-and-forget-it type of affair. Now, don't forget your separate audio line if your audio is coming in from somewhere else. Now, the unit also has HDMI, SDI, and audio output as well, so you could route these outputs to a monitor and mixer to check things, or place the helo in front of your switcher in order to have a clean recording from your camera also called an ISO of your signal, albeit in an H.264 format. On the rear of the unit is the LAN port, where you'll want to run an Ethernet cable to the helo and then out to your router or switch so you can do the initial setup and control of the helo. There is no Wi-Fi on the unit or a way to use a portable USB LTE modem, so you'll need to ensure that you have a hardwired line during the setup process. I know, they cut the hard line. There's no time, you're gonna have to get to another exit. Your unit should be set to DHCP out of the box, so it should grab an IP address from your network when you plug it in. There's a button to launch the web page that controls the unit. You should probably at this point decide that if you are going to record the incoming signal, where is that recording going to land? If it's on a USB drive, that drive should be USB 2.0 or 3.0, and be formatted as XFAT or FAT32. This can be a RAID as well. If you're going to an SD card, make sure those are only formatted as XFAT. If you're going to a network mount point, ensure you're only using NFS or SIF protocols. We've got two ways to control the unit. We've got end user controls and then the way I like. The end user control consists of physical buttons on the helo for recording and streaming. So you can engage or disengage each of the functions independently of one another. Very simple and very handy if non-technical folks are going out to record or stream an event. And now the way I like to handle things, my way. We do this my way. You shoot, you shoot to kill. You get as many as you can. All you gotta do is just not miss. The Hilo gets set up and controlled via your web browser. This is actually where you set up the parameters of the end user controls. While the web browser access makes things easy, and AJ gets points for functionality, their graphical interfaces have never been the most eye-catching, function over form. If you've ever used their other converters and recorders, like the FS series or KeyPro family, then the interface will be very familiar. It's from here that you can monitor the status of the unit, and see a summary of the parameters that have been selected and saved on the Helo. At the top of every page is a current graphical representation of the recording and streaming status of the unit, and you can use the mini icons here to bounce back and forth between the recording and streaming functions. Now, if I haven't beat this into your head already, this is also where you can independently alter the recording and streaming parameters of the Halo and then save them, which AJA calls profiles. This is where things can get slightly confusing. The Halo has profiles for recording and streaming, 10 profiles for each actually. However, these profiles are not the same as presets, which are system-wide groups of settings that you can save to the Helo. For example, you may have a recording profile for 720p and a streaming profile for 1080p. These are controlled independently, but a preset would configure both streaming and recording profiles in one setting. A preset. Through this methodology, you could mix and match profiles to create specific presets. Perhaps you could use this for various physical streaming locations, coupled with various camera gear and the available bandwidth at that location. Of the myriad of controls for each encoding parameter, there are some of note. You can change the level of your 264 encode from constrained to baseline to main and to high. Plus, you can set the naming convention of your recorded clips, and you have the option of MOV or MP4 wrapped H.264 clips, or simple TS streams. What I dig is the easy oh f**k, what's wrong menu on the left-hand side, where you get immediately notified of any errors that may be occurring. Lastly, if you don't want to use the hard buttons on the front, or use the web page, Hilo can take a calendar entry like a Google Calendar appointment or an ICS file, to automatically trigger recording or streaming at a predefined date and time. Very simple. I'm very impressed with the image from the Hilo. More so with the streaming than the recording, but I'll get to that in a minute. Often when you compress a video signal down, one of the first things to be lost are the details in the blacks. The details in the darks translate very well from the Hilo. I did over three dozen recording and streaming tests encompassing various record times and at multiple recording and streaming bit rates, with no hiccups attributed to the Hilo. I did find with very early firmware releases that I would sometimes get a frame or two video hit while streaming on YouTube, but that problem seems to have been rectified. This does bring up an important point, and that is, always do a test from the location you're streaming from before the day of the event. Congested networks and limited upload speeds can cause you to drop frames while streaming. Just because the unit can stream at 20 megabits a second, doesn't mean you need to. It did something awful, but that doesn't mean you should too. All that's left you now is mean and horrible. As far as recording, I'm not a huge fan of recording into an H.264, but I figure if I'm going to record an ISO or record the output of the switcher, I want something that's high enough quality that I can manipulate the image later in post, whether that be a color pass or maybe even a re-edit, or even for archival purposes. 264s tend to fall apart after subsequent encodes. On the flip side, if you don't plan on doing any manipulation of the recorded video, you now have a great-looking recorded H.264 that won't take forever to upload for VOD later. I've recorded some examples of how the recorded image looks. At the address below, I have short clips of the source-recorded media as well as the recording in various formats from the Hilo. You can download them and see how they look. Keep in mind, when you stream to a CDN, that is, after the Hilo has encoded the video, the CDN may transcode your media further, so your image may take another hit in quality. Thus, it's best practice to always test what the end signal looks like before you go live. Portable switching devices like the TriCaster by NewTek are fantastic, but in addition to the switching, audio mixing, and graphic capabilities, they often are handling recording and streaming as well. This is a lot to burden one machine with. I like to spread out the points of failure if possible, and the Hilo helps with that. The Hilo is also a hardware encoder, rather than the traditional software encoder that portable switchers or software switchers use. And hardware encoders traditionally mean better visual quality, and less potential for hiccups due to a computer system and its OS and everything else that the computer is doing. It's also great for folks who handle events that need to be streamed, but may not have the most uber-technical people at the event. Churches and schools are a great example. The hard buttons on the front make it totally simple to operate. She's right, honey. We just have to keep this simple. We can do this. Come on. The small footprint of the unit also makes it portable and lightweight for the aforementioned remote broadcasts. For sporting events and gamers, the larger frame size of 1080 and the progressive 60 frames ensure you're getting as much info per frame as possible without compromising. Lastly, and something many users overlook, is the value of support. For years, AJA has had world-class support, and knowledge of not just their products, but how their product fits into typical workflows. It's important to have that backup behind you when you jump into new gear. Have more AGA Hilo questions other than just these five? Ask me in the comment section also. Please subscribe and share this tech goodness with the rest of your techie friends. Special thanks to the fine folks at AJA for their technical and financial support of this review. Until the next episode, learn more, do more. Thanks for watching.